0: You are listening to the Florida Network.
1: Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Azul Media. This is Daniel Rodriguez with my co-host Luisa Contreras, who is back with us today. Welcome back.
0: Back pop popular. With Where the were man. you?
1: <laughs> we missed the drinks.
0: I know, right? Uh, uh, spring break, spring break with the
1: kids. So spring break with the kids. Yeah, I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of the moms and, and dads I know were disappeared for a while. But yeah. the kids are in town, or at least in the <laughs> house, and. You guys have things to do. Well, welcome uh, everyone to another great episode. We have some great stories for you today. We're going to be joined by Sean Peterson with Onward Hope. And uh, we're going to talk about foster youth services. We're going to talk about some of the fundraising they're doing to help youth in transition. They're just opening up a new transitional housing, a transformative center. And I'm really excited to hear about that. I'm a former board member of Onward Hope and and, um, I just love the work that they do. And we're going to have Abdi Lopez again with us today talking about Some of the things, what the fuck is going on at the Arizona (laughs) legislature? Like, if anybody's paying attention to what's going on at the legislature right now, I know a lot of Uh. people don't like politics, but it's fucking crazy. (laughs) And you can talk about that in a little bit more eloquent way. Yes. So, uh, but I want to talk about the article you sent me earlier this week, because Uh. I feel like this is going to be a bigger issue. (laughs) <laughs> um, and, and, and I think everybody's kind of talking about it or everybody's being affected by it. And I know anybody that's driving our streets <sighs> is, is seeing it, which is where rent. are people supposed to live? Yeah. Where are people supposed to live? So yeah, Tell us about that.
0: Well, I think it starts with, uh, I kind of started with rent, right? Rent increases all throughout Arizona, Phoenix, Tempe. I mean, I, myself I experienced it the for the past like five years or so. Um, for me personally, rent increase, like, uh, every year, anywhere from a hundred, uh, this last year, like $350. I mean, $350 rent increase. Um, and I'm not alone. Like I, I found out that I was not alone. Like I had to leave a community, uh, where I spent like, you know, 15 plus years in because of this situation, which is the rent increase. I mean, it has caused so much struggle with a lot of families. It has caused families to relocate and it has caused a lot of homelessness, um, again, all throughout Arizona. Uh, in 2021 alone, uh, 30%, 30%, um, you know, increase in rent. That That's unheard of. And we're trending the same way for 2022. Like it, yeah. th- there's no, it, it seems like there's no end. Uh, yeah, and I think for a lot of like
1: homeowners, it's it's great that home prices are going up if you right. own the home. Uh, but how many people are living in you know apartments? How many people are renting? And I'm not seeing it stop anytime soon. That the prices are going up, right. and people are getting kicked out. Sometimes literally, I was reading an article about this woman that was um, being essentially the landlord can try to continue to get her kicked out, uh, send her to court. She fought that and she won because, you know, land, um, there's tenants have rights and there's landlord-tenant laws. And the fact that we have these landlords that are taking advantage of the fact that prices are going up so fast and, for example, this woman was paying $900 a month yeah. for to rent the house she was in and other houses around the area were being rented for double as that. So the landlord said, well, hey, let's kick this person out, force her out of that contract, and then I'm gonna rent this place out for twice as much. And it's just so wrong because, well, I mean, these are people, these are people. If you you focus on people and not profit, where are people so supposed to go when they're competing with people that not just have more money, but a lot of them are coming out of town. And a lot of people that are not uh, buying homes um, that are coming from out of town. A lot of them from California, right? Uh, but that's the truth. Right. They're, they're renting first and then they're buying. And so they're also, you know, increasing and and, go, and, and causing the rental prices to go up. Um, so it's it's just really messed up. And especially because, you know, I live in Maryville and I've seen a lot more people in the streets. Mm-hmm. And it's not just drug use and it's not just mental health. It's just people that don't have anywhere to live. And when right. people are getting kicked out, we're going to see more and more people in our streets. And what's going to happen to them? Over 130 people have died in our streets because of homelessness. And so now that we're displacing even more people out of you know, their homes because of high rental prices, the question is, is it time to finally have rental control laws? Right. Is it time to finally help and protect people that have to rent because They have no other option. And right now, if you're if you are looking out for a home, if you've been out there in the market looking at houses, there's not a lot of options when you're competing with people that are willing to put down 30K just down, you know, outbid you. It's crazy.
0: It is crazy. But you know what? There is a light at the end of the tunnel or at least I am looking kind of like at a a silver lining. Right. Because um, rent control is, is something very important. But I think it's not until this year that it really has brought like a. Is brought like kind of like center stage in a way, right? There's always been like other topics discussed, especially in in government. So, uh, silver lining here, uh, Senator Martin Quesada is proposing a bill for rent uh, control. So, um, I honestly don't have too much details on that, but I'm hoping for our next episode actually, not only. Uh, bring more information on them you know maybe <laughs> try to get them on the episode if you're listening you hear that martin <laughs> she's calling you out on a public podcast that we no. expect
1: you here at the next episode
0: <laughs> so if really. you
1: don't show up you better have a good reason
0: <laughs> well I, I still have to talk to him so maybe mean <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's a great um, legislator i'm sure he'll make time
0: yes. sometime <laughs> <laughs> district 29 out there um but yeah, so not only that, but uh, maybe look into some resources, because I know personally in Tempe, there was a lot of resources, uh, especially for help with rent, help with utilities. Uh, so I'm going to try to get those together, put them on our website, on Facebook, Um and yeah, maybe present them those on our next episode. Yeah,
1: well, we again we need it because it, yeah, the, it's the market is not stopping, you know. And I know we always talk about oh, it's gonna go down. A lot of people have the memory from two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when the market collapsed. Um, I don't know. I don't know. All I do know is I'm seeing more and more people on the streets. And like you said, you like you were living in Tempe since yeah, I don't even remember. And two thousand four. Yeah, and when you told me your story that you had to be pushed, you know, further south because. The Tempe rents are skyrocketing. I mean, how many people are going through that? People that are like you, um, families, not just students in Tempe, but families that are getting this place that have been living there for a long time. For
0: decades. At my first apartment complex, literally families who have been there living there for decades, like had no choice. Uh, Somebody else bought the apartment complex. They gave everybody, you know, time to move, like no choice, pretty much. And then ever since then, I've been moving every single time just due to rent increase.
1: Yeah. Well, you heard, Luisa, next episode, Martin Quezada is going to be
0: with (laughs) us talking about rental control laws. So we look forward to Martin being here. (laughs) I did not say that, but, you know, putting putting it out there on the universe. We're manifesting (laughs)
1: it. But but today we do have another very special guest. Abby Lopez is joining us again. She was with us at the last episode for (laughs) the Spanish episode. And we're going to put a quick clip uh, so we can welcome her in. And she's going to give us an update as to what the fuck is going on at the Arizona legislature <laughs> because it's crazy out there. So, you know, we'll be right back and let's welcome Abdi. She's a great, you, you saw the last episode. I did. Yeah, I great. love the enthusiasm. Abdi Lopez uh, is here. Yeah. And we're ready to talk. Abdi, welcome back.
2: Yeah. yeah thanks for having me. So, hi, everyone. I'm very, very, very uh, excited to share with you guys the news and to uh, give you all the calls to action. Yay.
1: So, this is going to be like a new episode where you come in and I'm just going to be like, "So what, <laughs> what the, the fuck? fuck is going on <laughs> yeah. at the Arizona Legislature?" <laughs> so segment. what? Well, first of all, let's talk about last week we were talking about a law that would essentially um, force uh public agencies to publish the names of undocumented individuals that commit either felonies or misdemeanors. Misdemeanors. And in Arizona, Luisa, misdemeanors can be you know not having a license or driving without a license it's 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 not murderers it's not it's people mm-hmm. that just don't have the right documentation because they can't get it right that are now labeled as criminal and now their state of arizona wants to out them and put their information out there for all these fucking crazy racist and crazy people to have and use against them um so what the hell is going on now
2: well that law thankfully still hasn't been voted on by the senate what we have been doing with that law is meeting with individual Uh, legislators, specifically Republicans, who uh, we can probably move and persuade in light of the effect that it would have on children and families across the globe. And we've had response from a few who said, I will not vote in favor of this, but others have gone as far as saying this bill makes us safer. So we're, you know, we're still in the works. It's still a possibility that um, we can convince a few others, but we're right on the line, on the on the verge of this passing. So we urge others um, to contact those senators in the Arizona legislature and ask them, urge them to vote no against this bill, which is a, a bill HB 2336. Um, so remember that HB, uh, House Bill 2326. It
1: always um, surprises 26. me that the, the same people that are for small government are all for letting the government invade the rights of, for example, in this case, undocumented immigrants. Uh, like what, what happened to those people of small governments? The government shouldn't be publishing, publishing our information out there. And I think it's just that they don't understand, like the more you allow government to grow and to invade other people's lives, the more power that government's gonna have that when he wants to, it's going to turn on you. And so I'm just always dumbfounded by how many people would support laws like this, uh, especially coming from those groups that are always very anti-establishment.
2: And the law would only apply to expand public notice of undocumented folk. The, the fact that we would stand in a room and allow marginalized communities to be targeted, meaning out of all this room, who am I gonna target? Who's Whose uh, profile am I gonna publish online? I'm gonna publish yours because you're undocumented. The fact that in the 21st century, any Person would allow that is alarming yeah. because it's discrimination. What other things are going on at the legislature? So too.
1: what's going on? <laughs> so well, there's other. Hate yeah, yeah. The don't worry. We so have that. we have
2: a few things <laughs> spicing us up. So um, which also includes voting Portland. rights, you know, which includes uh, the effect of families who are documented across the state. So one of the crazy hearings that I got to be in Denver was. Um, where the this group acon right the, this group that is um trying to pretty much change the way we vote forever where it's one day in person voting for all elections so there we are in the judiciary committee who's um led by senator Townsend, and she allows them to say over and over again challenging the election saying how the election was 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 a fraud essentially and they were asking that the legislature over the weekend decide and transform the way we vote, our entire state. Therefore, any person who votes by mail would be deleted from the list. And only if you're a veteran, and only if you're disabled in time to ask for an early ballot, could you get an early ballot. Otherwise, your vote wouldn't count. And if you don't count the vote, the the, the registrars, the county registrars, if they don't count the votes 24 hours afterward, they are discarded. Discarded. Can you believe that?
1: Uh, so, so pretty much, people, they don't want you to vote. I always like that quote that says, if voting didn't matter, they wouldn't be working so hard to take it away from you. And, because it's true. And and when you look at crazy things that have happened throughout you know the centuries or throughout decades, A lot of the times, it doesn't just happen by somebody like Hitler coming in and saying, I'm going to do this. It's slow work. It's changing the laws. It's, It's giving people the ability to say, well, look, we won the election fair and square without saying, well, yeah, after for 10, 15 years, you worked on taking the rights of people away to vote and trying to limit voting to one day and trying to limit voting to in person and trying to eliminate early voting. It's like, that's how it starts. That's how it starts. And eventually when they come after you, they're going to be able to say, well, hey, we won the election. So you can't let them get to that point. You can't mm-hmm. let them get to the point of, 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 of using the law and using these things that they're trying to do against you. And, and it, it is scary because we saw that when, when people go vote, especially right. people that typically don't go vote, things change and people in power lose power and people with power hate losing power. And so that's what we're looking at right now, that a lot of people that lost power in the last 20 years with more uh, brown people voting, with more right. women voting, with more African-Americans voting, they don't want to lose that power. So they're thinking, how do we stop that? And right. again, we're seeing here in Arizona, the meth lab of democracy once again, Pushing this bills.
2: yeah, <laughs> HB twenty two eighty nine, terrible bill that that is going through the legislature right now. Thankfully, uh, we hear that there is opposition um, from Republican senators. Which right now, the reason why I, I focus myself on that is because those Republican senators control the House, control mm-hmm. the Senate. Therefore, it's critical that those few that we can move, that we move. And as you're seeing on, on the screen, really what we have in the right now, you can do three things. You can contact them via email or phone. You can request to speak which is logging in to the capitol website and asking them to vote no or asking them or writing your opposition or you could show up right we had a we had a rally at the Mm -hmm. capitol when it was being heard in the judiciary committee hb 2289 on monday and that's the rally that i'm talking about and you had these radicals from hate groups i'm not lying to you we had to have security you know they're with us because they were they insisted that our elections are rigged, and that voting by mail is a fraud. And it, and there's and they accuse the Hispanic community, they accuse you and I, that we vote for in a fraudulent way, and that we you know collect ballots from our communities, we fill them out for them, and we put them in these um, drop boxes that are unmonitored. So all throughout the evening, it was very heated, and the the, the simple act, Danny, that. Me as a legislator who controls the room allowed that, and they they would they would shut us up. Um, Martin Quesada was there uh, as well, and a few of the other Democratic senators, and they were told to be quiet during the hearing by the by the committee member, and it was it was a really hostile you know time, and you felt really small you know in the room, and that's why I urge the community: we are bigger and greater. Than, than this these hate groups right right than they are we have numbers and what we need to do is we need to start showing up right mm-hmm. we need to hold we need to hold our, our our legislators accountable so that this doesn't happen so the league invites you that to, to participate um during the legislative session actually no more bills Danny are going to be uh, no more new bills are actually going to be able to be heard anymore. This, this was the last week. So that's what happened is this bill that has been boiling up for, for many, many weeks um, was finally presented. It was the worst of the worst voting bills that we had heard in the entire history of our legislature. So imagine over the weekend that I, as a, as a hate group leader, can convince you to write this or to allow this bill to be heard over the weekend and transform the way 86% of voters vote by mail. Imagine the influence and the power that a small group, they're trying to fix something that's not broken and they have the legislators on their side, which is alarming and it's time that we get a new legislature that will not transform the way we vote over the weekend while you and I are, you know, resting at home.
1: All right. so once again, Abdi, what can people do uh, to get involved? What can people do to stop this? What can people do to act?
2: Yeah, and as you'll see on the screens uh, above, you'll be able to see the phone numbers of some of the legislatures uh, legislators who are senators as well, um, really contact the senators. So you go to the AZLEG website, azleg.org. You find whatever senators in your district or simply go down the list of senators and call, and call them, right? There's two houses. There's a House of Representatives and then there's a Senate. Right now, that specific bill is in the Senate, and you can contact the League of Women Voters if you want to learn more. Follow us on Twitter, L-W-V-A-Z, or go on to our website, and we'll sign you up for RTS, which, Daddy, I signed you up for RTS already, too. <laughs> what what um, does RTS mean? So it's a request to speak, and unfortunately, right now, we can only oppose, like, meaning like say on there, register if you're against or, or or in favor of a bill, because it's over, right? The hearings are over, meaning that for the rest of the year, no new bills can be introduced, right? All we have right now is are all the bills that have already been heard, that we already know about, um, and we have to wait until next year to be able to write or to be able to present yourself in front of a committee of, of senators and say your Stance, your opinion of a minute and a half, about ninety seconds. You get, you get to, and it's on the record. Meaning you can go back and all of these bills, all the crazy people I'm talking about. You can, you can watch them and see them yourself online. But the window has closed to to really uh, comment uh, in person or through writing. All you can do is is rec- record your opposition through request to speak which is the database the capital uses for lobbyists and for the public to express their opposition or support of these bills Yeah,
1: there you go I've signed up you can sign up (laughs) and once again I want to thank Abdi for being here as we told you before we're going to have her on and off to just tell us what's going on along with many leaders that are working at the local level to get you involved so Abdi once again thank you so much for being with us
2: yeah of course and just you know stay tuned we did have an abortion bill that also passed so if that is ever a topic that you guys want to discuss we're very 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 interested
1: Pushing the buttons for the next episode. (laughs) So next episode is going to be Martín Quesada talking about his leadership, and I'll be talking about the abortion bill. So thank you for being here. Thank you. And we're next going to have Ishan Peterson. And while um, we get Ishan, I just wanted to like just mention really quickly. uh, I want to put the information yeah for the League of Women Voters out there. Please, please follow them. Please get the information that you need. of course, not Arizona doesn't have full control of, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. And as a lot of people know, we also have things going on at the national level, aside right. from a war. We have an amazing black woman who got drilled this week.
0: I saw that. I saw that on Facebook. I mean, the, the questioning. Can we just say, though, the way that she handled herself throughout that absurd questioning? Again, again, I'm not big into, like, you know, everything, government and everything, but just <laughs> the way she had to like continuously give like a disc like a job description you know like you know like that's not my job like no it's not my job to know all these facts uh my job is and then it was just crazy but you know i was very proud of her Poet
1: but it is your job when you're a person of color, right? And I, and I, I think that every <laughs> woman, person of
0: color, every women. woman,
1: every minority, anybody that has ever felt that you have to work 10 times as hard to be considered as good as a white man, knew her face. Because that's the face of somebody <laughs> that's just fed up with white privileged people, especially white men, white hetero men. Yeah. And except for Lindsey Graham, there's an exception there. But still, <laughs> it, it, and so yes, I think that you hit the nail on the head proud, how proud we are of this Mm -hmm. strong black woman that was out there representing each and every one of us, uh, that got drilled and that that will become, and that will become a Supreme court justice. Yes. Uh, hopefully one out of maybe two, I don't know, three that, uh, the Joe Biden administration will appoint. Um, but talking about amazing, uh, black women, and I don't know if Ishawn is is already logged in, but Ishawn Peterson for me has been an amazing black woman since we were in high school. High school. Louisa,
0: talk, tell us about Sean in high oh, school. Oh, man. First of all, I'm excited to see her. I'm like, I'm looking at the TV right now. I'm like, where is she? Uh, I mean, she was just always very, uh, I mean, activist and uh, community and everything. Um, I mean, I think you would know better, but um, just a great role model overall, um, always fighting hard. Ah, there she is. I'm sorry. I just got kind of excited. I'm like, hi, Sean. Hi. Uh, Ishan, you. Thank
1: you so much for joining <laughs> us and as, as Luisa was saying, Ishaan, Luisa and myself, we've known Very each other involved. since high school and we keep tapping each other, we try to help each other when we can and Ishaan, you are an amazing woman, we're so happy to have you here and thank you for taking the time to talk, we're going to talk a little bit about you but then we're going to talk about the work that you do with Onward yes. Hope,
3: okay? <laughs> Absolutely. So tell us, who, who are you? My name is Ishawn Peterson. I am the executive director of Onward Hope, which is a foster care and adoption program here in Maricopa County. And I am a wife and I'm a mom and I am a sister and a daughter and a friend. I am a lot of those things before uh, work. So that's who I am. And what's Onward Hope? Our Hope is a foster care and adoption and transition service agency here in Maricopa County. We serve uh, youth and families who are engaged in foster care juvenile corrections and young people who are experiencing homelessness.
0: What inspired you to, uh, you know, create such a wonderful organization?
3: Well, I grew up here uh, in foster care myself with my six siblings. We experienced care from the age of seven until some of us aged out and some of us got adopted. I uh, aged out and then went to the University of Arizona, and I was actually adopted by my parents at the age of 33.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and, and and I love that, um, you know, everybody that does good work is good people, uh, but people that do work on issues that they know because it's issues that affected us. You know, Mm -hmm. I've worked on immigration uh, issues for a long time, and and I probably would have supported it if I had a different experience. But the fact that I was an immigrant uh, in tables talking about immigration policy, uh, it it matters having people that have that experience of the people that you're trying to help. And so I know that the work that you do uh, for that reason and just what I know about the organization is amazing. So what's next for the organization? How can people help? How can we join?
3: Absolutely. We are having a grand opening of our Transformations Community Center on April 16th at of 11. And right now we are getting as much support as we can to make this transformation center as amazing as possible. This center will be a place that young people can have a safe space to come hang out and then also take in the opportunity of meeting with mentors. And you can support that by supporting our double good uh Popcorn fundraiser it's an online fundraiser, you can go on and buy some popcorn, you can be anywhere in the United States and they send you your popcorn within two days and it's a great way to support us and fill your bellies.
1: Awesome, and I'm gonna put the graphic up for anybody that wants to join the efforts. Um, when is the central opening, by the way? When is the grand
0: opening? April The 16th. grand
3: opening is April 16th and this fundraiser is over on Monday at 8 a.m. So get your popcorn fundraiser this weekend and enjoy it and we will see you on April 16th.
1: Okay, so we can we can be there for the grand opening.
3: Absolutely, you're welcome to come. April 16th.
1: And of course, Rashawn, you're always welcome to come back here and just tell us about the work that you guys are doing. Um, Can you just give us some quick facts about why the work that you're doing is so important? How many individuals are in the foster care system? How many of them get adopted? Why should people care about this?
3: We have about 14,000 kids in the foster care system here in the state of Arizona alone. About 900 of those 14,000 age out of foster care every year and age out by turning 18 or 21 and leaving the system. And most of them age out into homelessness. A lot of them are not connected to people. And we wanna be a safe place where they can come back to and get support to make their lives easier. So they're not just trying to survive, but they're actually thriving in the world.
1: Thank you, Sean. how can we find Onward Hope online uh, and social media? You can check
3: out our website, www.onwardhope.org, and you can check it out, us out on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, with Onward Hope Inc.
0: Oh, all right. that's amazing.
1: Thank you so much, Ishan. I love you so much. Anything that we can do to help you in the future, please let us know, okay?
0: Yes, absolutely. Please.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: It's great seeing you again, Nishan.
1: I love her. Oh, she's amazing. I've loved her since high school.
0: Yeah, I know. You have. <laughs> I know. So
3: please go
1: support <laughs> Onward Hope. Please get your popcorn. Please join them for the grand opening. Um, they do amazing work. I'm ordering uh, some popcorn. Ordering some popcorn. <laughs> and and uh, you know we don't have a lot of time with her, but the issue of the people in foster care, like Arizona and I, really across the, the country, our child protective services system is broken. Our foster care system is broken, and it's so important the work that they do. And anybody that has ever you know been involved or um is connected to that sort of world you know how fucked up it can be yeah uh but onward hope is there to give this kids hope and to give this kid kids resources and for a lot of these kids it's just basic stuff it's like how do you open up your own bank account how do you have a budget stuff that even I, I, yeah. I'm growing up me in a household with a mom <laughs> like i didn't learn so imagine right. growing up with no support system at all. You know? Right.
0: that's amazing very happy to hear about that story
1: and, and the reason cheers that we don't to that. have a, yeah, cheers <laughs> to that and the reason that we don't have a lot of time is because Louisa joined us uh, today and so she one of the first things she told me as a condition for her to return to the show was <laughs> that I needed to just talk less because apparently last time no. was a little talkative, so there you go. And
0: Maybe just a bit. And you
1: can tell I'm talking a little bit more because of this amazing drink that she brought with us today. Oh, because she brought drink of the day! back. Yes. So what are we drinking today?
0: Okay, so today we are drinking, and this was actually a recommendation from Albert because he's a like big into beers, but um, and he knows I am not. Uh, but I actually like this one. What do you think? It's called the Santan or Mr. Pineapple. And it's actually from a brewery here uh, in, in Arizona, at Santan Valley. Um, but how, how did you like it? I love it. I mean, and- I I love
1: beer generally. Yeah. Um, better than like liquor, um, not better than wine though. But I like it, it's pineapple. Can, li- can you taste
0: the pineapple? Like.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it's fruity, yeah.
1: it's fruity. It it's fruity. Yeah. I can see why you like For it because beer. you don't like beer usually. But I don't so. like beer. <laughs> so Santan, Mr. Pineapple, pineapple weed is
0: definitely. Did you like it any?
4: Oh, Yeah, 100%. I mean, you can't <laughs> go wrong with beer, and uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Santan Brewery actually. Like, oh. so I've tried a couple of theirs, and uh, yeah, like pretty much most of them hit 100%. And they, uh, they I think they like to cater to the people that don't like beer, like, they'll bring out these like oh, more okay, sweeter, okay. fruity flavors, so like people can enjoy it a little bit more,
0: right? So, uh, this was Mr. Pineapple. Um, I actually looked at their website, and you're right, they, they have like different. You know, type. So I'm like, oh, maybe I can make this a thing. Mix it up here a little bit. Maybe get some sponsorship.
1: There you go. <laughs> maybe get some more next Gets time. Get some free
0: beer.
4: Anyway. Oh. Well. Anyway. Well, one, one thing more. that I,
0: I got more. Oh.
4: One thing <laughs> that I did want to want to hop on real quick is yeah. that especially when we we're talking about rent prices, uh, this uh, at the beginning of the show is that uh, Fuerte is actually having an event that everybody's welcome oh, to yeah. come to. It's going to yeah. be on April 9th. Think- it's going to it's called Parks and Rent. So what it is oh. is that people are going to have be able to come out. It's going to be at Maryville Park in uh, Phoenix. So for those of you who know, that, though, know the area, and uh, people are going to be able to come out, build their own house, build their own casita. There's going to be special <gasps> speakers, a couple of people from the legislature, representatives, and uh, you can get a lot of information of what's going on with rent prices and what we can do as a community to combat that because that is definitely a huge problem that we're facing right now.
0: Oh, uh, look at that. Full circle. Come full circle is right that now. Again?
4: That is going to be April 9th, 10 a.m. to noon. I got
0: to make another things. April 9th. We got April
1: 16th. And then... We'll bring you a graphic next time, but I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about building my own house. I can't I can't build a freaking <laughs> IKEA shelf. But thank you for joining us. And I hope that you like the shorter episodes. We're going to try yeah. not to be so talkative. Well, me. Uh, but we're always going to try to just bring you people that have a lot of information. Yes. Um, and also the drink of the day. And welcome back.
0: Hey, Thank you. Right. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye i